Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 562 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Biller up in the Blue Mountains and the Battle of Alberta certainly lived up to the hype on night one. Yeah, it was a tale of two different series, Ross, as the Battle of Alberta, the over hit heavy, and in the Eastern series, the under hit heavy. So we got some two entirely different matchups. Speaking heavy, the Senators captain was right there doing some big time work for the brand as well. Plus, we have a Today in Sense history, the best ever Today in Sense history, if I may say. Welcome inside. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Thursday, May 19th. And Pilsy, praise Alfie. Yep, the the greatest senator of all time with one of the greatest goals in Senators franchise history. And what a moment that was. I think every Sens fan can remember that's a where were you when this happened kind of moment. And uh, I certainly can remember exactly what happened. Well, where were you? I was at my cottage. It was a nice summer day. My whole family was outside on the lake enjoying the nice weather because it was an afternoon game, right? And um, Sunday afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. And they're all like, what are you doing? Get outside. We're going on the boat, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, right. I am locked into this game. Like the Senators have a chance to advance to the Stanley Cup finals. I'm sitting in this dark room watching hockey. You guys enjoy the day. I'm doing this. And uh, it, it was a moment that I definitely don't regret staying inside on a beautiful summer day. Oh, yeah. I remember watching the game at home as well. And then when we finished up, my dad was like, no, we got to go enjoy the weather. We got to get out there. No, wait till the game's over. It goes to overtime. You're like, yep. all right. And then Alfie, one on three. What are the odds? Gets a little <laughs> wrist shot past the glove of Ryan Miller. Doesn't touch the Prince of Wales trophy on the ice either. Doesn't want to get the bad juju, but instead... They got ducked in the finals as well. But then after the game, went out to the Rockeries, nice little spot in Ottawa, and had uh, had a smile on my face the entire time. I know lots of people went out to the airport. If you went out to the airport, shoot us a comment and let us know the stories from that because I'd imagine it was an absolute time, shoulder to shoulder. Sens have their own little like private area at the airport, and fans were just lining the the fences and everything. and Especially really, if people have pictures. I want to see pictures of that. That yes. seems awesome. Well, shoot that to us on Twitter, at yep. Send Central as well. You can follow the show there. You can follow it on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators as well. Mentioned yesterday, the shirts are sold out. So that's a little awesome credit to everyone for uh, for supporting the pod. Really appreciate that. And, man, speaking about support, Brady Kachuk, has there been a more supportive dude this postseason? We're seeing a lot of accounts that are heavily followed tweeting about Brady Kachuk during the playoffs the most unlikely scenario says Kent Wilson of me in the postseason was becoming a Brady Kachuk fan this guy is doing the Lord's work he might be the Sens new director of marketing Pilsy 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. And if people have a problem with it, and I think uh, you mentioned it, you just have a problem with fun. Or maybe it was uh, at Leems Martian who is in Twitter jail right now. So maybe you throw Lots out some prayers. Free- Free Laleem's Martian tweets for our guy who's uh, who's stuck on the outside looking in. But the fact that he's just out there having a good time, supporting his family member, his goddamn brother. There's nothing wrong with that. And the fact, like, Brady's just an ultimate legend. Like, I think he embodies what Senators fans want hockey to be about. Having fun, going to the game, drinking beers, getting excited about big goals. How about nine goals getting excited about? <laughs> and that that video of Brady walking up the stairs, one beer in hand and two beers in his back pocket. I mean, that is just, that's classic. We've all been there. So that's, you love to see it. And I love that they had the ISO cam on the Kachuk family because Brady's reaction to some of those goals, like that's probably exactly what we looked like on uh, April 23rd when the Sens <laughs> were beaten up on the Habs. Just, yeah, like just absolutely losing it. So that's, it's, it's great to see. It's relatable. That's what you love to see. That's my captain right yep. there. You absolutely love to see it. A guy who gave it his all every single shift all season long, and it's not over. To me, this is great for another reason, and we should put all the a compilation. Maybe we'll do that for next week, a compilation of all the full diapers who are having a problem with this, and we can just you know shame them, make them walk the plank a little bit. Darren Haynes, a writer for the Calgary Flames, is the latest, who says it's just weird, just weird. I think it's. it seems like the common denominator is it's print guys that yep. have a problem with it and guys that are a little a little older and maybe having fun like that isn't really what they do these days. So they don't like seeing other people have fun like that. So lighten up, guys. It's the playoffs. We've had a couple crap years. Let's just enjoy having some fun watching Brady Kachuk have some fun. It's unconditionally awesome, as I put it on Twitter. We had Kings News on IG. This guy does his LA Kings fanboy account from Ottawa, Ontario is his location, which to me is just okay. Well, I mean, Ross, you're doing a Sense podcast from Winnipeg. I don't know. Yeah, born and raised in Ottawa, though, pal. Maybe That's this guy is born and raised in Ottawa. Well, yeah, I'd imagine. Or LA, he is. maybe. Flip that around. Yeah. <laughs> That to say, my captain cheering on another team. This is what playing for Ottawa does to you. Huh? You know what? Mark Stone should be on the hot seat for not being right next to him because his brother Michael Stone plays on the Flames. Although I think Mark Stone is getting ready for back surgery, so he might not be feeling it as much as a 22-year-old Brady Kachuk is. (laughs) Mark Stone enjoying the playoffs from afar. Brady Kachuk's back is doing the heavy lifting for the Sens brand throughout this postseason. We have a quick... YouTube comment that we want to respond to coming up after the break. Then we're going to get into the actual play on the ice, both the Battle of Alberta and the New York Rangers squandering a third period lead to Carolina. Went to overtime, but it went the way, well, it should have. Even though, I got, even though I got my Rangers pom-poms on, it was a Sens legend who ended the game. We're going to get into all that first. We've got to tell you that the show is available on YouTube. If you want to see our dumb mugs while you're watching the show, that is free and available to you. Also, wherever you get your podcasts on all audio platforms. That's Apple. That's Spotify. That's Google Play. Wherever you catch your podcasts, you're welcome to lo- download and listen to Locked On Senators right there. Pilsy, 
We wouldn't have this great show without great sponsors. Who are we thanking today? Well, not only are we thanking them, Ross, but I want to promote Built Bars even more because they are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've been one of our OG sponsors. You talk about you guys being Send Central citizens, and maybe some of you, a few of you, have been listening since the at Send Central making sense of the Sens days. Well, Built Bar has been with us since day one of our Locked On Senators days, and the reason we've been able to keep going through 562 episodes is because we're fueled up with great protein bars and what's the point of having a protein bar if it tastes so gross you don't even want to force it down not built bar built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar they're covered in 100 chocolate even the built puffs now if you're new to built bars and our show maybe you're thinking what the hell is a built puff well it is a protein-infused marshmallow candy bar that's wrapped in chocolate, but it is good for you and it tastes good as well. They got so many good flavors. You chocolate lovers, you got to try the double chocolate just to add it up there. And if you guys haven't tried many of their other great flavors, we recommend getting the mix box for your first order. And to make things a little bit sweeter, you know we're going to hook you guys up with the promo code. Come on, we got you. Head to built.com, use our promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. One more time for the people in the back, head to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, Pillsy. So I've decided I am going to be petty. We're going to pull up on YouTube Darren Haynes' tweet from last night just so everyone can take a peek at this absolutely wild take that has 534 quote tweets, all of them saying some form of, huh? Quote, the captain of another NHL team being Matthew Kachuk's super fanboy is just so, so weird to me. Now, let's reread this the way it should be written. The captain of another NHL team being Matthew Kachuk's brother is very normal, period. <laughs> yeah, I think the the doubling down on the so, so weird. Like, I, I will admit, if you're not a fan of the Sens or the Flames or... Or, you- know, or if you don't know who Brady Kachuk is, like our boy Don in, uh, in Farhaven... He tweets out saying Brady gets that fired up renewing his driver's license. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Or if you don't have like any understanding of who the Kachucks are as a family, then I can see maybe you're like, oh, this is like a bit of a weird look. Like I don't fully understand the connection here. But if you understand the connection and how close these guys are, not just as brothers, but like as friends, like they're great friends. Like in the off season, they spend like all their time together. So just the fact that you have a issue or you can't quite comprehend two brothers and friends supporting each other, that kind of goes to show that maybe you're a person that doesn't have enough support or friends helping you out in your life. And I'm not saying that that's the case, but like, that's just what good, good people do. And it's not like Brady's like, putting down the senators in this no. in this celebration or like you know it's not a bad look on the senators so i just yeah. think it's a whole lot of fun i love the kachucks all of them they're all so hilarious like shout out well, taryn yeah taryn taryn she Kachuk was vibing is, last night she was dancing yeah and walt refusing to throw his hat <laughs> when uh his own son gets a hat trick in the playoffs is just so funny and everyone's like well, I'll throw it. He's like, no, this, no, not this, this hat. My favorite no, no, hat. no, this is my favorite hat. Like, well, you could buy a million of those hats. But uh, 
yeah, it is uh, it is an all-time entertainment uh, aspect, the Kachuk family camp. I stopped scrolling at this tweet because it's an all-time answer. Tim Peel, disgraced referee, the game management got caught on the clock, replied and said, I agree, quote, it's a really weird when the younger brother cheers for his older brother and someone he's looked up to for years. Are you an only child? Poor Darren didn't have anyone to play with when he was a kid. <laughs> and I guess that's the more like harsh version of what I was trying to say. But uh, yeah. Oh, he, double, he tripled down. This is a reply from Darren. It's the 100 mile per hour all in over the topness that separates him from other supportive brother examples. Honestly, have you seen something quite that exuberant before in the NHL? A lot of brothers have come through the NHL. Can you imagine the Sutters being like that? Man, that is such an old old hockey stereotype. Like, he should just be nodding politely and, like, doing the queen wave when he's on camera. He should, okay, we don't need to get this uh, this focus in on this. But, um, <laughs> but like, this that's such classic, like, oh, he's a hockey player. He should be, like, strong and silent. He Like, yeah. he can be there to support, but he but can't don't be... don't say a damn word. Don't smile. Sit As if he would smile. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, I love that. to actually sit in the crowd and Brady's high five and everyone on the way out. Man, just think about role reversal. How cool it would be when, not if, when Matthew Kachuk is at the CTC bombing Bud Lights with everyone else and crushing Bilt Bars, as I'd imagine he would do. You I'll, see him crushing Evander Kane's soul throughout the game. I was going to say, today. Ross, one person Matthew Kachuk <laughs> won't be crushing beers with is probably Evander Kane. I mean, <laughs> again, like... Ross, the camera on the Kachuk family in the crowd is all-time entertainment, but the camera on Matthew Kachuk in the penalty box is also all-time entertainment. Because what I love best about this is uh, Shillington is sitting on the side of the penalty box closest to Evander Kane when they first get in there and Matthew's on the other side and they're chirping, they're chirping. And Matthew says he knocks Jillington and is like, let me get over there. Like I need to, I need to get closer to Evander so I can chirp, chirp him better. So they switch spots and I'm not going to roll around in the mud too much about this, but uh, obviously Matthew's uh, biggest kind of chirping point is uh, Evander Kane's recent financial struggles and uh, he definitely was letting uh, Evander Kane know if he needed uh, a couple extra bucks. Matthew was willing to to help him <laughs> out in that regard, uh, saying some choice words about him. But well, that was on the ice. Then this was this was in the box. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this? Yeah. Well, if you can lip read, he's going along the same lines. He's saying, "You poor bastard." <laughs> you so. poor bastard. And right before that, he said, "You're a disgrace." <laughs> yeah, but then the cherry on top, Ross. The cherry on top of all this oh, yeah. is a Vander Kane probably chirping like, I, "I've got uh, like so many goals already. We're lighting it up." Blah blah blah. Well, Matthew Chuck gets out of the penalty box, and what does he do? <laughs> he scores a goal right away, right, and a goal to that kind of like ices the cake, even though. I mean, holy crap, there's 15 goals. You'd well, then he the scored cake, his hat trick after. Yeah, you'd think the cake would already be iced. But that one, that was the nail in the coffin. Like, okay, that's it. And, of course, it's Matthew Chuck that gets it. And Evander Kane is sitting in the box for in it. In the so. box. That was an all-time camera pan right back. All-time. All-time. So, the Battle of Alberta did not disappoint. Like, this is exactly the kind of... And for game one to get this heated... And remember I was saying, if you thought the rivalry between Klingberg and Matthew Chuck was strong, wait till you see what happens up against the Oilers. This is exactly what we wanted. I didn't expect 15 goals. And hey, 
Markstrom maybe mix in a save or two. That'd be a decent idea. How going many forward. goals? Glove hit, side. And how many goals like like hit the inside of guys' arms and the pad and just still went in? Markstrom had but Markstrom had three straight goals that went in glove side. The yeah. Oilers obviously checked the game notes and let each other know, hey, the glove's not working tonight, and it was very apparent because got Matt Murray syndrome. Yeah, sometimes that does happen to Matt Murray, and it's very obvious when he has one of those nights, but. It was just crazy, Ross. I don't know about you, but watching the game, like anytime either team brought the puck into the uh, offensive zone, I was like, they're probably going to score here. And they did. Like it was like just so weird for two teams that, um, you know, are uh, are in the second round to have such kind of weak goals happen so quickly in succession. But it made for a great night for the fans. And I couldn't imagine being in the Saddle Dome when your team beats your biggest rival of all time, nine to six in a playoff game. Like, Wait, oh. so you're saying you'd be fired up if you were in the stands, eh? Hmm. Well, not if I was a captain of another team oh. and I had a brother on that team, Ross. That right. is just unacceptable. Right. You'd probably show up wearing an Oilers jersey. <laughs> yeah, ultimate sportsmanship. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, seriously, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. These takes are absolutely I, wild. I, I I sort of get it. Like, I sort of get it. But to, like, double down and to, like, put your foot in, in the sand and be like, I'm not allowing this fun. This fun is too much fun. Like, <laughs> because then on the other hand, everyone's saying, well, why won't why won't the NHL grow its game to a more casual market? Yeah. Well, that's because the personalities are brutal. It's all cliche answers and in interviews. Like, imagine, imagine. And Matthew Kachuk's a little bit better. He'll throw a snide remark or whatever in his post game. But imagine you had a Vander Kane and Matthew Kachuk after the game, like cutting a wrestling promo type thing (laughs) yeah like that's what we need to really get to a wider audience like you say what you want about the wwe and like wrestling but the ratings are unbelievable like people love the animosity and and hockey has the animosity they just have to channel it into a way where it can turn in like people should as much as the battle of alberta itself is reason to tune in tomorrow night there should be another aspect like I want to see what happens with Kane and Kachuk. Like, what are they going to do next? Yeah, 100%. And this is the issue with hockey. Like, everyone's like, oh, hockey players need to be the strong, silent type and be professional and uh, have politically correct answers all the time and et cetera, et cetera. And then when they do that, everyone's like, man, hockey's so boring. Like, why can't they show personality? Okay, here's some personality. Oh, no, he's showing too much personality. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, what do you want these guys to do? Just let them, let them show who they are and show some character and have some fun. Brady Kachuk rules. We are so lucky that he is the captain of the Ottawa Senators. Not only from what he does on the ice, 30 goal scorer. Is that good? Also, the fact that he's been able to make a world tour out of his off-ice antics this year from singing at the heart and crown to bartending at Matty to going all in on the flames and getting to experience playoff hockey. I think that's huge for what he's going to bring to the Ottawa Senators this year. The Senators, they did not get to the playoffs this year, but they were able to hand out the helmet of the year. We've been following along the bike helmet and shades. They're handed out after each and every victory for the Ottawa Senators. We've got Tim Stutzla, a three-time winner, I do believe. We've got Thomas Shabbat, a two-time winner, if I'm not mistaken. Formy won it two times in the span of what felt like a week. You got Austin Watts in there. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm pulling these all up there. 
Drake looking like he's about to do something very, very questionable right there. But when you put on the bike helmet and shades, you just get the power of it. What did you think, Pilsy, of that video yesterday the Senators put out? You know what? Hold that thought. First, let's tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Pilsy. You got that first? Yep, and it's another one of our OG sponsors. It's betonline.net. Guys, the playoffs are here. Ross and I had some great luck with our uh, playoff series predictions, and we cashed in on those at betonline.ag. And if you're looking for some resources and some information to cash in on your sports gambling, check out betonline.net. It's where the game starts. They've got all the best odds, player props, performances, scores, news, podcasts, and you can even bet on fun stuff like where the next fired coach is going to land. Where's Barry Trotz going? I think I know my money would be on Vegas, Ross. I'm going with Vegas. But you can have your say, and Ross, you can make your bet at betonline.ag. And at betonline.net, they have your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, golf, basketball, baseball, whatever you're into, they've got it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. And at the end of this episode, I will be continuing Pillsy's Playoff Parlay of the Day. So if you want to ride along or fade, check it out today, guys. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, Pillsy, one final note on Brady Kachuk before we move on from that storyline. Today's title, Brady Kachuk Rules, right? Like, it's as simple as that. I mean, we can pull up this photo in case people missed it. Our boy Everyday Sends put it out like Brady Camp. How many beers deep there? <laughs> Just having an absolute time. Like, how, how can you not uh, appreciate it as well? And here's the video we were talking about where he's got the double barrel Bud Lights in the, the back pocket. He's got one hand on his beer and the other hand high-fiving every and all in the hitting the rows and the aisles you see all the phones out everyone's everyone's <laughs> want to get a glimpse of the ottawa senators captain who is an absolute legend and building yep. his brand better than anyone this postseason but what i will tell you a little stat here for our good friend brady kachuk who actually is the only senator's first round pick since 2017 who has not been on the show so we got to fix that this off yeah, season. wow i'm going full court press here trying to get Brady on the show. We've had JBD, who was the second round pick or second first round pick that year. Lassie Thompson, Tim Stutzla, Jake Sanderson, Ridley, Ridley Gregg, Tyler Boucher. Six straight first round picks have been on the show since Brady. We need to get that kid on the show because he is not only an absolute stud off the ice, but the NHL shot plus hits leaders for yes. the third consecutive year. Brady Kachuk leads the league in that by a significant mar- margin. And... <laughs> Shout out Martian. You got Martian yeah. on the brain. Yeah. You're in jail, buddy. It's okay. Um, this is courtesy Everyday Sends. NHL shot plus hits leader. You're like, oh, man, like, is that such a great stat? How many goals, man? Well, he has 558 shots plus hits. The guy who's in second, pretty decent player. A guy by the name of Alex Ovechkin. Ever heard of him? And then Timo Meyer is in third. And the crazy part is Timo Meyer had 488. Alex Ovechkin had 490. I love when stats where it's like the guys two through 10 are all bunched up really close. And then one is just like on a different planet, a hundred more almost than anybody else in the national hockey league and uh, missed what five, six games at the start of the year. 
Yeah, that's that's just Brady Kachuk, and that's why we love his brand of hockey. And sure, I, and I he mean, played hurt since like December. Yeah, I mean, he could only fight with one glove, like, <laughs> and still um, didn't lose the fight. This guy doesn't lose fights, exactly. And I'm sure the analytical community would be quick to bring up heat maps or quality of Ooh. shots and all that kind of stuff. But the the fact jam play. He's creating chaos. Like with hits and shots, you're creating chaos. You're forcing the other team to hesitate. You're forcing the other team to uh, not give you too much space to get better quality shots. You're forcing rebounds, all these kinds of things. So from, from my mind, I'm sure there's uh, there's some math to, to prove me wrong, but I love to see it. You know what I would come back to those guys at? Well, Josh Norris shot 20% and he's not scoring 35 goals if it's not for Brady Kachuk setting him up and creating open space in the offensive zone for him. So that's how I would kind of come back to saying like, oh, his finishing is brutal. Well, I mean, he's got a dynamic duo where his partner has one of the best shooting percentages in NHL history. Uh, well, since the goalies actually wore pads that fit and filled the net. That yeah. to say, Brady Kachuk, absolute superstar. He's a key cog here in uh, in the Flames series. Love to see Matthew Kachuk get a hat trick. The Flames win 9-6 in nine, game six. one. 9-6. <laughs> it's a reverse of a very nice score. And uh, you got to appreciate how well this one went back and forth. It was 6-2 for the Flames. And then it was tied up 6-6. Boom. Just like that. And it was tied for, what, two minutes? And then the Flames. Was it tied 6-6? Reset- what? Six? Well, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. At the at the start of the third period, because it Damn. went in, they got it to six five before the end of the third or end of the second, and then they scored first to tie it up at the start of the uh, at the start of the third period. I'm not I'm not hallucinating, am I? Uh... I've got it pulled up here. Let's see. No, you six, might six. be right. Okay. Tyler Yamamoto made no. it 6-6 six, six, a minute and 28 seconds into the third period, and that lasted for exactly a minute and 28 seconds. And then Rasmus Anderson scored. Then Matthew Kachuk scored out of the box unassisted, and then Matthew Kachuk scored his third into an empty net. And yeah, uh, for wow, a guy cool. who only had one goal in the first series, well, he's got three in game one. And uh, wild stat here, and this was just on Mike Smith, who was pulled after allowing three goals on nine shots in this one and a couple of them were brutal goals to let in Calgary scored three goals total in the first three games against the Dallas stars and Jake Ottinger. They scored three goals in the first 12 minutes against Mike Smith. But I mean, on the flip side, I feel like people are giving Markstrom a big enough time for this. I think Edmonton scored like four goals on 11 shots or something like that. Yeah, they did. At one point, the shots were like 30 to 14 for Calgary and both teams are scoring goals. Uh, the other series didn't have many goals at all. Hell, Igor Shosturkin was this close to a shutout. Just under two minutes remaining. That sucked for my wallet. But Carolina, they come back. Sebastian Ajo scored an unbelievable goal. I've been going back and forth with a couple buddies saying, like, where is Sebastian Ajo ranked among forwards in the league? I said somewhere around 30. But he is doing his best to make me look stupid. Because that guy, he's one of those shifty players where all of a sudden, you look at the box score and you're like, wait he's got three points like he's just one of those players and that was a sick goal I mean Igor was pulled back into his net I think even though he made the first save like he was so like off balance and it was a brutal play by Jacob Truba giving the puck away in neutral ice and then completely butchering the two-on-one defensive aspect of it so that was tough look for him but you knew when it was going in overtime I think shot attempts in the third period were 25 to 3 for Carolina they were just all over them and then 
Sens legend. The Senators continue to dominate the playoffs. You don't even have to put on the jersey, Pilsy. You just have to be transferred there for a day or two. Ian Cole scores the game winner in this one. Yeah, Sens broad just absolutely killing it in the playoffs. <laughs> but um, I, th- I think part of the problem with Sebastian Aho too, Ross, is being in Carolina, like, He's not really in our radar, right? Like you, right. we see him a couple times a year, but we don't hear the hype about him. So I think probably if you were to take a look at that top NHL players list, you could bump him up a couple spots uh, for sure. He's an absolute stud. Should we get to your parlay of the day? A little bit shorter of a show today. And we had Brady Kachuk. The title will be called Brady Kachuk Rules. Tomorrow, we're still working on the interview. We're going to try to get that to you. If not, from Friday, we're going to do goalies. Monday forwards or defense, and then Tuesday forwards, our year in review for the final of the Ottawa Senators. And maybe we'll mix in some Belleville there. The key guys, we'll discuss them. Maybe guys who got tastes of NHL action, like Igor played eight games, and JBD and Lassie, those guys. And then Pilsy and I went into complete shock. There are only 24 more episodes before the NHL draft. It's sneaking up super quick. So this weekend, we will be making our final draft rankings we're going to do the first full two rounds so that's now 32 each round with the addition of seattle i guess they were there last year too so we're going to do a top 64 for this year's draft it again it's a lot to chew off but people love the draft profiles i got boots on the ground to see matthew savoy and connor geeky tomorrow night as well so we'll get you their profiles on monday as well and then we're going to get into our rankings later next week but pilsy all that to say the parlay it was not even close yesterday, was it? Or we uh, didn't do one. We didn't do one. We no? didn't okay, do one. so you're four and five right now. Four and five. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. What do you got? And, and Ross, the reason we're doing 64 prospects is we want to make sure we get the send seventh overall selection covered, <laughs> right? So we might exactly. even have to go back a little farther there. Exactly. But, now the sends will pick at the end of the second round as well with Tampa Bay's pick. Unless that goes to Arizona along with Nikita Zaitsev, maybe. We'll see. Fire me up. But back to the moment at hand. Pilsy's playoff parlay of the day. This is one, I'll be honest, I didn't do my extensive research, insight, analysis, stats, all those things. No scouting trips? Yeah, no scouting trips. This is just going to be, this is a pure gut reaction. I did it while we were starting the episode. So I don't know how I feel about this. We'll see how it goes. Battle of Florida, the Panthers cannot afford to have another game like that. They're in, I mean, I guess both teams are in Florida, but they're at home, <laughs> at their home in arena. In Sunrise. In Sunrise. And if they go down 2 nothing and then go to Tampa, they're toast. They're toast. So I'm betting on the Florida Panthers to win this one. I think it's going to be a close one, though, so I'm not getting too greedy. I'm going money line. Florida Panthers money line is set at minus 162 at betonline.ag. And then the St. Louis Blues, they really surprised a lot of people almost winning it, taking it all the way to overtime. So I'm going to do something I haven't done yet this playoffs. Reverse puck line, St. Louis Blues. So St. Louis Blues plus one and a half. As long as they don't get beat by more than one goal, this will hit. And it's at minus 120. So St. Louis Blues reverse puck line, Florida Panthers money line. Put 10 bucks in, you're going to win $19.65. That is Pilsy's playoff parlay of the day.
You absolutely love to see it, Pilsy. I'm riding with you tonight, and I know everyone else will as well. Final question before we go from today's show. It comes via YouTube. Again, we really appreciate it if you subscribe to YouTube. The numbers continue to climb, and we are going to be giving away an Ottawa Senators jersey when we get to 2,500. We put up a poll on Twitter. That's what the people want, Pilsy. Now, I'm between doing the Adidas, like the actual one they wear now, or... I've been scouring the web here on, on eBay on all like these. Classic retro. To get like a, a retro, like a sick one from like the 90s. I think that would be a sick look as well. I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed people went with the jersey. I know. The experience gifts are what's up. If you if you guys could go back and re-vote, message Stuart and see what he thought about the experience because we had an absolute blast oh, yeah. at the game. So I thought that's where a lot of people would lean. But, hey, the Sens jersey is always nice, too. Yeah, so, maybe um, we'll do that at 3,000 subscribers. We got lots of milestones true. to hit. Andrew Best, who writes in on YouTube, says, why are we not tanking next year for Connor Bedard? I'll let you take that one away. I know it sounds good in theory, but, dude, five straight years missing the playoffs, like, we can't keep doing this. It's unsustainable it. for my health. I can't do it. And the Sens can't do it. The players like, they can't, can't do, it. do it. But that's the thing. Even two years in a row now, like they've been bad, but they haven't been bad enough. Like think about how bad Montreal is, how bad Arizona is. Like there's competition for Connor Bedard. It's hard to be that bad. And the Senators can't do it. Like I just, I'm so depressed that that question even came up. <laughs> like, honestly, no, I'm being serious. Like, Love you, Andrew. Thanks for yeah, thank, thanks to the comment, but also screw you for even, <laughs> even, even considering bringing us down into the depths of rebuilding again. We're supposed to be in year two of years of unparalleled success. Yep. We can't have perpendicular success here. We need unparalleled success. Yeah. And Brady Kachuk cannot keep losing like this thomas shabbat cannot they made it clear in like their this. exit interviews they 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 want addition not subtraction they signed long-term deals thinking this core is looking good we like the direction we're going we seem to be trending upwards if if they brought in a rebuilding strategy trade demands immediately, immediately. josh norris not signing like the whole thing would just crumble and we can't afford that. I would rather be a middling team that is just a waste of time every season, like just missing the playoffs and not having a good draft pick than fully rebuilding again because I can't take it. No, no I'm Sick question. of losing. Me too. That, that, that's the direct answer. I am sick and tired of being sick. I want to be tired. I want to be walking up the CTC with two beers in hand and two beers in my pockets, pumping up the crowd and a playoff <laughs> game. And not only that, Pilsy, but where would he fit in the lineup, Connor Bedard? We already got Shane Pinto and Ridley Gregg. <laughs> I don't, people are getting fired up. No, people are getting fired up at that uh, at that debate yesterday. And honestly, slow news day. Wanted to create a little something. The poll got over 3,000 votes. So, of course, we're going to put that in our title. A lot of people being like, why would you trade either? Well, it's a hypothetical. It's off season. Let's get into them, right? And we're going to get into a season in review for both of the defense, the forwards, and the goalies, all separate. And if there's a certain guy who you love in the draft, leave a comment as well, and we can get into him in a specific draft profile. We have our draft profiles all separate on YouTube. If you want to go back, we've got Cutter Gauthier, Joaquim Kamel, and Jonathan Lekarimaki already done, and we've got plenty more. 64 profiles 
in total we are going to be doing. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.